Hi, this is Jackie Russo, and I'm the host of Razor Branding Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoy it, learn something from it, and it makes your time worthwhile. If you're listening for the first time, welcome. Please be sure to subscribe. You can do it through iTunes or through the razorbranding.org website. For more information, you can get everything you need to know from that site, as well as info about each episode. You can follow me on Twitter at Jackie Russo, J-A-C-I-R-U-S-S-O. If you don't like what is being said, change the conversation. You're listening to Razor Branding Podcast, episode number two. What is a brand? Let's get started. So, the question is, what is a brand? To most people, a brand is a logo. The visual representation of a product, a company, a service. But mm, that's really a brand identity. To some people, the brand is the company itself. No, that's not a product either. A brand is a person's emotional response to a company, product, or service. So think about that. The brand is in the eye of the beholder. It's my heart, my emotional response to you. So you can't really determine what your brand is. Your target audience will. Your consumer. The general public. Your employees. You yourself. But at the end of the day, the company your organization doesn't control the brand. The public does. So when you think about that, think about the brand being their emotional reaction to you, let that kind of click into place on why social media is so powerful. Because in social media, and to another extent, online reviews are people sharing their opinions about a company or a product or a service. And so that emotional reaction that they're having whether positive or negative, is, in essence, their verbalization of the brand. Why? Why is that branding? Why is a brand a person's emotional response to a company, product, or service? Well, first of all, it's because consumers have too many choices and too little time. When you think about all the options out there, last episode I referenced TVs. Same thing goes with cars or shoes or burgers, uh, really anything these days. Gone are the days where there's one dominant company that owns a category and it's theirs and theirs alone and there's really no one else in that category by themselves. For the most part, for every Coke, there's a Pepsi. For every McDonald's, there's a Burger King. For every Chick-fil-A, there's a KFC or a Popeye's or Raisin Cane's, whatever it might be in your market. So you don't really have a place where there's one owner. Because there's a Nike and a Reebok and an Adidas and an Under Armour. There's too many choices out there. So the consumer doesn't really have the time or quite honestly the inclination to do the research to figure out of all of those choices, which one is right for them. And I used mental air quotes just then when I said right, because there is no one right answer for everybody. There's no one shoe that fits all. The right shoe for me is not the right shoe for you. Not just because of the physical differences in the way our feet are shaped and our gait and our use of the shoe, because I don't run, but you might. It's also because I like it better. It feels better to me. The price point makes me feel right, like I saved money or I bought the top of the line or whatever it might be. So, too many choices, no real time or inclination to do all the research, 
not a lot of differentiation between products. A lot of those me too's out there kind of seem to blend all together. So what do we do? We rely on our instinct when we make choices. We pick because we think it's the best in our minds. That doesn't necessarily mean it is actually the best. It just means that's how we feel about it. And so branding, that emotional connection, means that we feel good about the choice that we made because in our heart, where emotions live, we believe it's the right choice. And then in our brain, we've made some sort of logical justification to support our choice. And my logical justification is different than your logical justification. Branding is a promise between you and your consumer. You're setting up an expectation for them. And when you consistently deliver on that promise, over and over again, you meet or exceed that expectation, you build trust. Well, that's really important because that trust is what's going to promote loyalty. If I now know for sure you're going to give me exactly what I asked for and what I expect every time, then I'm going to trust and I'm going to keep coming back. That's going to make me a relational customer instead of a transactional customer, something we'll talk about in future episodes. Now, once you've got my loyalty, then you can have my advocacy. And that advocacy is what's really important. The advocacy is what we used to call word of mouth marketing. Advocacy is when I go out and tell everyone, oh my gosh, I had the best meal, hotel night, shoe, lawyer experience here. You should too. Now you think about those customer testimonial ads out there. Those are sort of trying to be advocacy, but they aren't always done right. They feel scripted and paid and fake. Uh, When they feel legitimate and real and not scripted, they're actually someone's true bona fide story, they can be quite successful. But you know what's even more successful? The online reviews, the social media, the place where uh, unprovoked I said, hey, I'm checking in at this place and I'm telling you it's awesome. Well, that makes my 3,000 Facebook friends want to go to there. When someone posts and says, hey, I'm looking for a new fill in the blank here. They're looking for a vendor. They're looking for a service provider. They're looking for a product, camera, TV, phone, and they put the word out to their social media base. And you've seen the thread, right? They'll get 10, 20, 50, 150 responses. Oh, call this person. Call that person. I know the right person. This person did this for me. Oh my gosh, whatever you do, don't go see that person. So what do you think is more powerful now in the eyes of the public? You spending all that money running those pretty ads or me posting about it on Facebook? Well, I got to tell you, both help working together, almost unstoppable. But if you have to choose one or the other, depending on your market, your target audience, your message, your community, it's entirely possible that the social media choice is the better one. When you think about that brand promise that you're making, the one that needs to be authentically delivered consistently to build trust and loyalty and advocacy, well, that brand promise has to truly be authentic. It's got to be based on an actual point of differentiation. It has to be authentically claimed and delivered. It can't look and feel and sound like anything else. It has to represent the essence of the brand itself. It's got to be delivered everywhere consistently. 
So you can't say one thing in this medium and say something else in that medium. You've got to be consistent in the message. And it has to be the way the consumer comes in contact with the company. So just, heck, just look at logos and names. If you've been around for 20, 30, 40 years, you've probably gone through a name change. Your logo's evolved a little bit. You don't look and feel exactly like you used to. Well, if the original you and the new you have some disconnect, you have confused consumers. They do not get it. They don't have enough time or inclination to do the research. So it's an immediate gut reaction. It's emotional. So either they get it or they don't. They trust you or they don't. They think you're better or they don't. So you've got to make sure you're truly authentic in every way. You have to bring focus to your brand by defining that differentiating and powerfully compelling quality that's going to make your brand razor sharp. It's got to be about your point of differentiation. You don't want to become a commodity and have people just choose you based on price. That's transactional thinking. You don't want that. You want relational. You've also got to make sure that you are changing the conversation. We talked about that last time. You can't go with the generic promises. You can't just rely on the four Ps. You've got to dig a little deeper. It's got to be about your brand promise. It's got to be about really finding your niche because that'll make you rich. Your voice. How do you explain who you are and what you're about different and better than everyone else? That's how you're going to build your brand. That's how you're going to articulate your promise. And then once you have your house in order, because you know who you are and what you're doing, then you can invite your target audience to visit and they'll be more inclined to do so. Thanks for listening to Razor Branding Podcast. I hope this was time well spent. If you have any questions or would like to make suggestions, you can go to razorbranding.org or find me on Twitter at Jackie Russo, J-A-C-I-R-U-S-S-O. And all the links uh, you can find in our show notes, which are on each episode on the website, razorbranding.org.